And so with that, then it's going to be the Gargoyle, as it is going to lunge once again at... Actually, it's going to ignore Quincy and go to Tony again. Um, but yeah. So, Tony, are you still parrying as well? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, just double check. How does the parry work? Do you roll to reflect its attack? Yeah, basically, I roll inter instead of taking, uh, instead of, uh, uh, using my regular defense, it replaces sure. it. Okay, so, go ahead. Uh, but I failed. Okay. Uh, All right. So, its claws... Um, it is no longer at, it is not yet at the stage that its companion was at, so it does not roll with penetration for its attack. So, Tony, um, you are unable to, uh, bring up your file in time. Its claws come up, but your armor is still, uh, well, it was handmade by you, so it can stand up to almost anything. And it slashes through the armor, but its claws don't reach your skin as it dealt no damage to you whatsoever. All right. So then, it's gonna go to Franklin's turn again. All right. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go in for a uh, another wraith touch. Okay. But in response to it saying, um, "Did any of you expect to come out of this alive?" Franklin is just going to say very bluntly, "Not really, no." Mm. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, does that is a together? Sorry. Nineteen. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. 19 barely misses. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you, uh, swipe up at him. And, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you barely, you are, yeah, your fingers come within inches of its form. And it just cackles at you as you fall back down to the ground and land with a heavy thud on the buckling iron beneath your and then it's going to go to Adam's turn. All right. Um, all right. Uh, it's, yeah. So do I have to try and maintain the grapple? Um, he can choose to break free on the grapple on his next turn. I see. You all can, right. yeah, you don't have to do anything to maintain it. But if you want to attack him, I believe because you're grappling him, you can have advantage on your melee attack. Oh, uh, well, in that case, I think I will do that. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Um, well, yeah, that's a 23. I think that, that'll that do. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll absolutely do. Roll me damage, please. Okay. Uh, that is a 21. Okay. So you bring your arm up, and in five rapid movements in the blink of an eye, you punch him in the face over and over again, feeling his cheekbone crack beneath your fist. Uh, as you do so, he charges up with electricity again and tries to fire off a lightning bolt at you, but you twist to one side, uh, breaking off your flurry of blows for the sake of dodging his lightning. But you're still able to deal him a good amount of damage with that. And then it's going to go to Tony's turn. Oh, um, uh, just before my oh. turn is over, I'm going to use my movement to shuffle some of my points around. Because um, I didn't think I would be using body puppeting this fight, but it mm. might be handy next round. We'll figure that out soon. Okay. Go right ahead. And Tony, back to you. All right. Well, I mean, this gargoyle is going to get another piece of the hammer mm. uh, with the uh, same uh, minus two plus two thing that I had going on last time. All right. That's going to be another hit. Okay. 
Uh, significantly less damage, though. Only 28 damage this time. 28? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Alright, you still uh, swing with your hammer, and you actually uh, crack off the gargoyle's remaining arm, so now it is completely armless. But despite that, um, its form is charging up with more of that necrotic energy as it is uh, staring with eyes of death directly at both of you. And then it's going to go back to Finn McCarthy's turn. So he is going to... um, Let me think. Uh, Actually, his form begins to ripple, Adam. And you wonder what sort of ability he's going to use before you realize you've seen it used by one other myth in this fight and you realize the last myth that finn has made a pact with to your horror which is the best word as basically pitch black knives explode out of finn mccarthy's form and begin to stab up directly at you and because uh he is being grappled by you adam i'm gonna say that adam make me a reflex saving throw if you succeed, you can let go of the grapple, and Finn McCarthy won't have advantage on this attack, or you can hold, choose to keep holding on to him, but he will have advantage on his attack to hit. That is... Uh, ugh, I don't have that many hit points to, to be thrown around, so I'm gonna let go. Okay. I'm gonna give, give it an old reflex save. Uh, how's the 17? 17 for reflex? Yeah, that'll work. So... Okay. As it, like, just, it's this, it is like looking at a sea urchin as you leap up and away from him. Um, actually, you go nearly vertical with your leap, skidding up the side of Big Ben before dashing back down to the ground and landing in a crouch. As he reforms into his humanoid form, pricks his neck, but then suddenly he is impacted from behind by Sophie, who does a double dragon kick directly into the small of his back at approximately several times the speed of sound. And he is just catapulted forward, slams into the side of of Big Ben, uh, regains himself, glaring up at her, but she just is uh, cracking her knuckles repeatedly with a wild grin on her face. And then we're going to go to Quincy. Okay, hmm... All right, Quincy's going to... Okay, so uh, I don't have the exact um, mechanical effect of this, but uh, Quincy's going to stick his hands out and extend the field around himself and use Shield of Faith. Okay. Um, all um, right. I believe it is rank four. Okay. So they that means the target will need a will save of 14 to be able to go through the field. Okay. So I will cast... Okay, so... Okay, yeah, so I guess the that applies to the gargoyle? Uh, yes. And how, big is, how big is the field? Um, I believe that the field, according to the ward power, just a moment. Do-do. A, ra- uh, a radius of rank times five feet. So it has a 20-foot radius. So this could protect both you and Tony if the smiley face killer chooses to attack either one of you. Okay, well, this way, doesn't it apply to the gargoyles? They're not evil? Um, I will say that it would, this ward would also apply to the gargoyle. Okay. It would protect you and Tony against the gargoyle, yeah. Okay, so you bring up your hands and a shimmering golden field surrounds both you and Tony, expanding outwards like a bubble. 
and the gargoyle's eyes, uh, well, the gargoyle cocks its head in confusion uh, before uh, uh, hesitantly stepping forward uh, as it, yeah, tentatively fires off a bolt of necrotic energy out of its mouth. It hits the field and dissipates, and it uh, its eyes widen before it leaps back again, uh, eyes narrowing. Then it's going to go to the smiley face killer's turn, and it is going to continue sawing through the supports below. And suddenly, you all hear another crash, and the entire platform that you're on begins to tilt dangerously. And I'm going to need everybody to make me an acrobatics check. Ooh, if you don't that. have that... If you don't have that, that is your dexterity modifier. <clears throat> All right. Uh, acrobatics or athletics? Acrobatics. This is Am a. Am I able to use ranks from my uh, lightning jump in this? Um. I mean, are you jumping? I mean, I'd assume so. Well, where, um... are you, where are you jumping to? Up. Mm. It's a clock tower. There's plenty of B cross beams and other sort of stuff. I'm going to say that uh, roll me a basic dexterity check, Franklin, because this is a matter of reflexes, of being able to react in time. Okay. Uh, 18. All right. Um, okay. And what about the rest of you? Tony, Quincy? I got 15. I got um, 8. All right. So <sighs> the platform collapses under... Uh, all of you and Quincy Franklin you keep your footing but Tony suddenly you are overbalanced and you fall back and begin to slide towards the edge of the platform and you are able to grab onto the edge but you are hanging dangerous. How much okay. fall damage do you think you could take Tony? I mean I, Tony could probably take quite a bit but I actually have a plan for this. Hmm. Is it Dome Forge? Secret uh... Rocket Jack Pack. Uh, neither of those, but, um... But, yeah, you are looking down into the darkness, Tony, and because of the sheer dark atmosphere of Big Ben, you cannot see the bottom. But, nevertheless, it is gonna go back to the gargoyle's turn, as, uh, I will say that it realizes it can't- it chooses not to hurt Quincy, and instead, it's gonna turn its attention to the one who's been fighting its master, uh, it's gonna go to Franklin. So, uh, do I get an attack of opportunity on it? You are. Aren't you hanging from the thing? Oh right, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I was the thing. So, um, it is going to fire a ranged blast at Franklin and is going to hit. Okay, so Franklin, uh, take. You feel a bolt of necrotic energy hit you in the back, and you take 13 points of necrotic damage, bringing you down to 20 hit. So yeah, it is this burning cold sensation that is ripping through your clothes and scorching your back with this dead uh, energy. Franklin sort of stops for a second. Oh, yeah. That's what that feels like. And yeah, and then it's going to go to your turn, actually. All right. Well, I'm not hell-bent on revenge uh, because mm. I'm uh, a smart person. Uh, so I'm going to use another instance of my regeneration ability. Mm. All I right. Cover... That is 66. Okay, that is 12, 16, 20 damage. I'm back up to full. You're back at 40. Okay, so you regenerate that damage too. And, um, yeah. So did I take it you used a move action to uh, switch your points around and put it back into regeneration? Uh, yes. Okay, and so then you... my 
Standard action, I'm just gonna yes. again try and swing at him with the right touch. Okay, go for it. Ooh, that is more like it. Uh, that is a 21. Hit, roll for damage. Okay. Six, seven. Okay, not as bombastic as last time. It's still pretty good. Uh, ten. That is fifteen damage altogether. Okay. And uh, again, fortitude roll with DC nineteen. Yep, that is a success. So you reach into this thing and uh, just rip once again, and you realize the smiley face killer is just watching you as if unable to comprehend what you are because it has done everything it could to break you down and destroy you, Franklin, but you are still going. And it just whispers a single word. Revenant. And you know what that is. The story of a person who, despite being killed, had a goal to hold on to. A purpose so strong that even death could not stop this person from coming back to do what must be done. Whether that was to avenge someone or protect someone. A creature unstoppable in its determination. And nothing would stop it from doing what it's uh, vowed to do once in life. And then it is going to go to Adam's turn. Alright, so I've let go of this guy. Yep. Um, but uh, he's got to deal with both Sophie and myself. So is Sophie yeah. directly behind him? Yes. Uh, are we flanking him at this point? You are. All right. Um, well, I'm not going to let go of that opportunity lightly. I'm going to hit him with all, everything I got. Okay. Uh, all right. That is another 23. Yep. And that is not a bad roll at all. That is a 29 damage. Excellent. So, um, you streak forward once again, burying your fist in his stomach, and you feel his body distend around your fist as his eyes go wide, and he just coughs, and a burble of black blood begins to dribble down his lips as he flies back from you, um, yeah, and lands on the ground heavily. And after that, then it's gonna go to Tony's turn. Um, I am actually going to, uh, oh. well, yeah, yeah, no, um, that, that was just one action, yes. so... He's on the ground. I'm going to go and stand over him mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, get into combat stance. And I'm going to ask him to surrender. Like, yeah, I'm giving you one chance, Finn. Put your arms down, uh, lie on your stomach with your hands over your head and surrender. This doesn't need to go any further than it already has. Roll me diplomacy with disadvantage. <laughs> okay. That's... All right. Um, uh, well, I, I have a plus 13 in diplomacy. So uh, with this advantage, um, that's still a 21. Yeah. Um, you feel the word pass your lips, surrender. And as the light in his eyes shifts, you can tell that that word was a mistake. As he just hardens. And for the first time you've seen in his this fight, he looks mad as some semblance of emotion comes back into his face for the first time since this fight began. And he just whispers, No. It's only gonna get worse for you from here. Right. It's only gonna get worse. And then as he says this, we are gonna go to Tony's turn. Alright, so um, 
So Tony is going to actually go down, uh, he's going to like pick himself up and like head down the stairs to the supports yep. that are being attacked, and Tony's gonna smith. <laughs> Sorry, one second, I got smith. <laughs> Hold up, boys, we gotta repair this structure. So, Tony, um, you see the support pillar that the smiley face killer has been sawing through. Roll me either an athletics check to forcibly swing yourself over to the pillar or an acrobatics check to monkey bars style uh, use the grates and climb over to it. Athletics. It's okay. the thing I'm actually good at. Um, uh, 24. Okay. So you just begin swinging yourself back and forth, like forward, backward, forward, backward. Then with enough momentum, forward, you let go, grab onto the pillar, slide down, digging your hands into it, and skid to a halt just a little above where the smiley face killer's tendrils are dangling down and sawing into it. You take out your hammer, climb down a bit further. Just to double check, have you put any more points into your smithing ability? Uh, I have not. I, I you, you dissuaded me from, from spending points on that. But I'm still, like, the best at this. <laughs> You are still Antonios fucking Megalos. Yeah, so, so this is being made with a plus 16 bonus, so... Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Go and for at 1,000 times speed. <laughs> okay, so that's only a 25. So, all of you above hear... Ding! 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 And down below... Uh, once more, Tony's hammer is blurring into overdrive as the metal turns red, then white hot, as he is smithing at superhuman speed to repair the pillar, uh, one lightning-fast hammer blow at a time. And then, back to Finn McCarthy. He is going to frost over, and he is going to spread out a cold effect once more to freeze everybody nearby. Like, regardless of it, if they're an ally or an enemy. So I'm going to get some fortitude rolls for everyone. And Adam, I'm going to need you to make a fortitude check as well, please. Yep. On it. Uh, that's my worst save, but I still got an 18. Okay. That does it. As you uh, feel your breath uh, chilling in your throat but you're able to somehow resist the cold as around you. It looks like a lot of other people are suffer suffering the ill effects of this frost over. Like even the, even the corruptors, the red ones are slowly like their gelatinous surfaces are chilling. Spring Meadow is beginning to visibly shiver and turn blue. Same as Jack actually. Um, even John is starting to look uh, a bit chilly as well as frost forms on his nose. The only person who seems to be okay despite all of this is Sophie, who looks similar to you, Adam. And she just looks at you and gives you a nod. All and, right. And then she's going to blur from sight. Finn McCarthy is going to spin around. And yeah, she is going to clothesline him uh, at basically Mach 4. So let's see. Um, yeah, he is sent like spinning end over end flipping through the air rapidly before suddenly he um comes to a stop mid-air floating as sparks begin arcing off of him and hitting the entire surrounding area electricity flowing through him as he is alight with fury 
looking down at everybody below him. Uh, blood is dripping down from his face in gobs that are freezing in the air, Adam, and you have a feeling that he is down to maybe his last few hit points. But he intends to make everybody here fight for them. And then it is going to go to Quincy's turn again. Right, uh, so the ground's a bit stabilized. Yeah. Uh, Tony's at the bottom of the tower. Franklin's just beaten away at, um... Uh, the killer. At the killer. Um, and the gargoyle status... The status of the gargoyles is that they're both down now? Uh, one of them is down. The other one has taken off from the tilted floor, is flapping its wings in midair, but it still is not dead. Okay, I will take another shot at that one, then. Okay, roll me a ranged attack roll. Uh, or, no, sorry, it rolls a reflex. Oh, yeah, it has to roll a reflex. That is a failure. Okay, uh, full damage, huh? All right. Yep. That's a big old t- 22. All right, you pull the trigger. The light engulfs the gargoyle. You hear a dim explosion, Quincy. When the light fades, there is nothing but smoke in its wake. Nice. All right, Quincy will, uh, in a little, like, looks around and sees no one's looking at him, and he brings the bear off and just Sick. blows on the tip of it. Still got it. Then we find out that Quincy is, like, an incredible shot. Yeah, if and you're if, if you're firing a beam that's like fucking ten feet wide, then yeah, <laughs> I don't think you'd miss either. So there is another rumble from outside, and you hear a lightning strike, and then a deafening clap of thunder, as uh, the entire glass face of Big Ben shatters as a lightning bolt hits the uh, metallic hands of the clock, and it the entire room is played with electricity. It's not hitting anybody, but you can see that the entire room has been exposed to the elements. You realize that lightning may strike at any time, and looking outside, you can see the rumbling of thunder and the clouds once again uh, forming as the rumbling of thunder and the flashes of lightning illuminate the massive silhouette of the dragon as it is continuing to fly in your direction. And then we're going to go back to the killer's turn. So it is going to begin laughing maniacally as uh, the mask on its face begins to crack and split down the middle before opening up to reveal what is underneath. And before you can scream, Franklin, All of the horrors of the world are stabbing out and down at everything below it. Franklin and Quincy. So I'm going to need both of you to make me reflex saving throws, please. With disadvantage, because you are on tilted ground. Wait, isn't it solid now? Because it is. It's it's fixed. It's it's fixed. It's still tilted. Okay. Like, Uh... it's it's not going to collapse anymore. That doesn't mean that... It's like a bone that has healed, but hasn't set properly. Okay, uh, I got a 16 and a 13. I got 15. Both times? Um, 13, 17 for the first one, 15 for the second. Thank you. Okay. Um. All right. So, yeah, you take half damage from this, Franklin. Uh, Quincy, you don't have evasion? No. Okay. So, okay. So, Quincy, you take the full damage from this. Okay. All right. And Franklin... Um, the lances of nightmares and horrors 
stab into you again and again, riddling your body with holes as you take. Wait, is this is it is this it extending its physical body towards me? Yes. It has to make a wolf save because it's in my aura. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So it, it, it can't physically enter my aura unless it succeeds. But I mean, it's a low will save, so it'll probably get it. So just a sec. It rolled a three. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. So, um, these things are stabbing down at you, uh, Quincy. You throw your arms up to shield yourself instinctively, but they are ricocheting off the ward and sizzling and bubbling as they are exploding and hissing into nothingness. And Franklin, despite the fact that you are taking these injuries over and over again, you take 14 points of damage before the barrage ceases. Okay, I, was I at, did I heal myself up to full, or what am I at now? You are at 26 hit points now. Okay, cool. And then, we're going to go to your turn, Frank. Alright, well, this is not going to stop Franklin. He's too mad, to, man, literally too mad to die. Yup. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to attempt to hit him with the Wraith Touch again. Go ahead. <laughs> Just standing there punching this dude over and over again. Yeah, no, like... Quincy, I'm going to say at this point, you're a little unnerved at just how much Franklin seems to be just doing this. Eh, he gets it. Okay, um, all right, that's another 20. All right, with a 20. Um, yeah, that's a hit. Roll damage. And it rolled very high for its fortitude saving throw to make up for its abysmal will saving throw against Quincy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how much did you get for damage? Uh, let's see. 12, 15, 19 damage. Okay. All right. So you rip into this thing and begin shredding more pieces of it over and over again. And it is now screaming as you are ripping into it, whether with delight or terror or madness, you cannot tell. But it just is shrieking and laughing maniacally as you are doing this, Franklin. And then, Adam, your turn once again. Whew, all right. Let's finish this guy off. Yeah. So he's floating in the air, is that right? Yup. He is about 30 feet overhead. Interesting, interesting. Um, well, I'm gonna jump. What if okay. he was six feet underground? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna jump at him. Hey. See what, let's see what happens. Um, that's a 20 to hit. That hits, roll me damage. That is uh, 66 damage. 25. Okay, just a sec. All right. As you connect with him, Adam, he launches one final attack of his own, a reactive aura ability to you coming into contact with him. This is going to be a very rare occurrence, a simultaneous KO. So, Adam... Describe how you take down Finn McCarthy. Okay, so he's floating 30 feet in the air. He's real, yeah. real angry. So I'm going to do a classic fake out where I'm going to jump at him, but then yep. jump past him. And before he can realize it, I'm going to grab onto his shoulder, swing around at full speed, and bury my uh, elbow right in between his shoulder blades. Okay, so you leap past him, a blur. He instinctively fires a bolt down at you where you were, but that's exactly what you were expecting. And as you swing around, you grab him by the shoulder 
and with superhuman speed, you bury your elbow deep between his shoulder blades, and yeah, carried by pure momentum, you pile drive him into the ground below you as his aura activates. A bolt of lightning comes down from the sky and hits both of you simultaneously as you pile drive him 20 feet into the concrete, leaving behind a smoking crater. And Adam, you are dealt, after toughness, 23 points of damage, putting you into negatives. It sure does. So you, all you know is that there is speed, there is an impact, there is lightning and pain, and you see darkness. And then we are going to go back to Tony's turn. All right, so speaking of lightning, you said that now there's a chance that there's going to be a lightning strike around us? Yes, there is. Well, then uh, Tony's going to come back up top. Yeah. And deploy his lightning rod. Yes, you do. Okay. So roll me an athletics check to climb up the pillar and get back onto uh, not quite solid ground, but better than what you're on right now. All right. Uh, okay, that's going to be uh, 19. Okay. Uh, that'll work. Um, you climb up the pillar, uh, reach up at a portion of the grate that is starting to, um, come apart because of the fight. You pull at it with your superhuman strength, peel open a hole, and clamber through before deploying your lightning rod. Uh, so you take it out of your inventory and set it on the ground, and sure enough, this glowing, uh, yeah, this item is now uh, glowing with numerous runes all along its length and is at it is as it will attract any wayward energy coming your way mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go to quincy's turn all right uh quincy is going to take a breath after blasting that guy away and he's going to heal himself so sure. he's going to lower the rank of his thing and then heal himself again okay uh, that looks like so it's, it's rank six now so uh, or sorry six. rank yeah, so, sorry, 5d6, you said? 5d6, because you used one of okay. the other charges to heal Tony. Or uh, restore Tony's poison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 5d6 is 14. So Quincy's at... I believe you're at, yeah, yeah, you're at full health. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Anything else? <sighs> Quincy, like, checks for, like, more cuts and bruises. Like, all right, I seem to be okay. <laughs> uh, your coat's a little torn up, but eh, you're fine. Uh, I'm gonna move near the lightning rod. Okay. Or I guess away from the lightning rod? Uh, I don't know. Where's the best place? <laughs> Quincy looks at Tony like, where should I go? Hmm. Do you have knowledge meteorology? <laughs> the, the, the answer is near the lightning rod. Okay. Alright. Uh, behind the lightning rod so that the lightning rod is between me and wherever the lightning is coming from. I mean, actually, yes, probably. But... Yes. So, it doesn't matter if I'm close if I'm if I'm closer to the lightning than the lightning rod is. So Quincy's actually just doing like a shuffle, like trying to figure out where to go. He's like drawing a line between himself and the outside. And he's like, oh, okay, I think I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> you know so the smiley face killer is watching all of you. Its mask is cracked down the middle, its form is full of holes, and it just begins to chuckle. And it's and as its mirth seems to be building <laughs> you're forgetting one thing 
I still have. It reaches with one long clawed hand beneath its cloak. An ace. No. And it takes out an object. And as all of you look at it, you realize instinctively what it is. It is the reason that the dragon is coming to London. It is, simply enough, an egg. And it reaches out with its hand between the hands of Big Ben and just and he just simply says, Hey boys, catch! And drops the egg. And Franklin, it is your turn. Oh no. How long does it take for you to become incorporeal? Uh, I mean, that's not the problem. I could just fall out the window. The problem is revenge, you see. <laughs> huh. I'm gonna roll a will save. Okay. Uh... I think you gotta decide this one on your own, Harry. Come on. Yeah. Tell me what, Harry? This is important to your character. Harry, yeah. I will give you an inspiration point that you can spend to get advantage on whatever you want if you choose to stay and fight. Yeah, you know what? Um, Franklin is going to stay and fight. Okay. He's basically, like, you can see him. He's this basically been singing at the top of his lungs and ch- taking chunks out of this thing. His yep. breath is ragged, and he just steps up to it, and he goes, I don't think you get it. I didn't come here to save anything. If anything, that's for the others to do. I came here to do one thing. I came here to kill you. Okay. I'm not going anywhere until you're nothing but a stain on the ground. Roll an attack roll. Okay. Uh, I can use that point of inspiration whenever, right? Uh, yep. All right, I'm going to use it now simply because... Get advantage on your attack roll? There we go. Go for it. 22. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. Okay. Twenty-four damage and another nineteen will save. Okay. It locks up once again as you are elbow deep in this thing's gut, and its mask is just shivering as it stares at you, and you just hear. <laughs> I guess we'll be dancing in hell together. And then, and then Adam. You feel something hot and wet trickling down your throat, and you slowly open your eyes as you actually feel all of your injuries healing themselves. And Sophie is kneeling above you, your your head resting on her lap, and she has poured your last blood pack down your throat. He's alive! Is it over? Um, she's, ah, uh, well, it's over for him. And she just points down and uh, she turns your head a bit so you can see that, um, yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, there is just a prone figure, maybe a few inches in solid ground. You are at the bottom of this crater, maybe 20 feet deep and about that wide. Uh, and it looks as though he is charred, smoking, barely breathing, but very, very much out of the fight. And you can hear more sounds of fighting above you, and you see actually past her, the plague that is still floating in place 
is just slowly lilting down toward eating green green poison as John surrounds it with a force field as it is basically trapped. Then uh, Jack comes up, uh, whispers something to John. Uh, a hole opens up in the force field and Jack tosses a myth capture device inside and whoop, the plague is captured. Okay, now it's over. How's it going up there? It's not going so well. Well, ah. uh, the others are still up there. I don't know. Okay. Race um, you to the, to the top. All right. So as you are looking up, Adam, roll me a perception. Okay. Hmm. Wonder what this could be for. Uh, that is a 19. You see something like your vampire instincts telescope in on something very small that is plummeting at high speeds towards the ground. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder what that could be. Do I notice that the dragon uh, up above the clock tower is, like, acting in any particular way? You don't seem to sense anything. It is There's still thunder and lightning and howling winds all around you. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. I guess the question is, do I have enough visual acuity to, to recognize what it is? Um, you're, uh, because you're really not I, too sure. I'm really not too sure. I do know that he had the egg, though, right? Um, you don't know what the smiley face killer had to have pissed off the dragon. Right. It is up to you whether you can put two and two together. Tell you what, um, if you want, you can roll 2d10 and add your intelligence modifier to put the pe- No, tell you what, make an investigation check. (laughs) Because this is you putting the clues together. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, this is me being an actual investigator. Yeah. Like, like just like my job title said. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like that one better, because I actually have a bonus to investigation. Um, uh, yeah, f- uh, 15. The pieces snap into place. Hold up! Uh, eh? Adam's going to spring up out of the hole and run not just to the base of the tower, but up the side of the tower to meet okay. the egg in midair. So you streak up the side of the tower at blinding fast speed. Time seems to slow as you are racing up, and you do see that it is indeed an oval shape, uh, sort of like this dark, uh, almost uh, electric purple crisscrossed with uh, patterns like bolts of lightning. All right, I'm going to... Uh, hmm, yeah, what's the best way to do this? I'm going to run up to it, but then slow down as I come to meet it, uh-huh. So that it, it like lands in my hands instead of me like you know, like getting egg on your face. Full speed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you slow down and you grab the egg, and just make sure to deftly tuck it underneath your arm like a football, and you can use the rest of your movement to get back up to the top of Big Ben if you. Uh no, not with the egg. Uh, I'm okay. gonna go back down and give it to um Connor, I think, and then okay. and then that'll be the end of my turn. Um, Connor is not down there at the moment. Uh, oh. there is Thalestra, John, Jack, Spring Meadow, and Sophie. Yes, oh, okay. And, Ir- and Irvine. Right, Irvine. That's who I'll give it to. Okay! So, um, yeah. So, Irvine is a real dad aura, so... Yeah, so you go back down, and Irvine, uh, just is surrounded by, like, it is like an ocean of dead rats surrounding the van. And he just has pulled a cigarette out of his pocket despite the hurricane and has lit it and is just looking on everything with satisfaction. Then he see you skid up to him. And he just said, uh, a... hmm? Does he have a title? Um, he's 
he's the driver, driver, I think. He's the driver. No, that's it. Okay, okay. He doesn't actually. He's not actually a member of the police force. Mm. He's your no, driver. He, he just drives. He just drives. All right. Uh, he drives. Yeah. Uh, now that everything's calmed down uh, down here, I need you to hold on to this. And he kind of looks down at it. What's that? It's a it's a dragon egg. And he just he just uh he just looks at you. I don't babysit. I drive. Uh well, that's great news. Adam's gonna point up into the sky to where the dragon is. You see that? Yeah. Try to get away from it. <laughs> and he looks down at uh, the egg, then up to you. Do you want me to outdrive a dragon? If you think you can. <laughs> if you're hot enough. <laughs> You, he is. He, you do not see his eyes. He is wearing aviator sunglasses. At, at night, of course. At night, the lightning flashes behind you and lights him up, flashing across his sunglasses. And he just says, "Give me the fucking egg." Goes into his car, pulls out the fucking, uh, fucking what's his name, the fucking drive jacket. <laughs> Puts yeah. the egg into the seat, puts the seatbelt across Gosling the egg. Ryan Gosling-ass fucking jacket. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he takes the egg from you, Adam, swings into the driver's seat, puts the egg into the passenger seat, seatbelts it in, seatbelts himself in, and the pixie dust, which uh, had enchanted the van, the rooms light up, but they are flaring brighter than ever as the van lifts off from the ground. You jump off, Adam, and the van streaks up and, like, basically a shooting star in reverse, streaks up directly towards the hurricane. I could count on him. Yeah. And with that, um, at, then it's going to go to Tony's turn. All right. Well, um... Also, uh, everybody inside the bell tower, you look at... If you are looking outside, the dragon, which was flying towards the tower, now seems to be... Weirdly distracted by something else. Okay. You're really well, not sure what it is. Uh, well, t Tony had no chance of getting that egg. I mean, like, let's be, mm. let's be honest here. T Tony couldn't even have caught it. He couldn't have gotten outside in time. Yeah. So, I mean, the we're down two gargoyles. No, Finn McCarthy's nowhere to be found. So, um, and Blackmore has been pounding the shit out of this pile of black ooze for the last like minute and a half straight. I mean, yeah, that's... All right. So, sorry, Tony, what did you say you are going to do? Uh, I mean, I think Tony is just going to, um... Uh, sorry. Uh, to uh Tony is just going to help Blackmore pound the shit out of the, this... Out of the smiley face killer, because... Or actually, no, what, what Tony's going to do is he's going to take out, like, a pair of tongs and just try and, like, hand the, the, the Master Ball to, to to Blackmore. Okay, so you step towards Blackmore, uh, uh, Tony, because he is locked in hand-to-hand -hand combat, or basically he is locked in a deadly embrace with the Smiley Face Killer. And Blackmore, you see motion out of the corner of your eye. Tony is standing next to you and he is holding out the Master Ball. Blackmore regards the Master Ball for a second and, like, reaches out to grab it and then just says to Tony, if he's inside this thing, when it breaks, what happens? Uh, I mean, uh, GM, what what is the effect of breaking a... a... Um... Like, if like, if, like, let's say, for example, within, like, a pneumatic press. <laughs> um... Or, I don't know, dropped out of Big Ben. 
<laughs> under the ground with extreme prejudice. Like uh, like maybe pitched at a high speed, like a baseball. Rita Repulsa gets loose after being sealed for 10,000 years. Oh, okay, so, so it just frees the thing inside of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you could put it on the moon for 100 years. You need to find me that big-ass gun that could fire could, shit into space. I was going to say, you could fire it into the sun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a hundred years. I, I think even, even modern spacecraft could probably hit the sun eventually. You, I mean, like, just pure acceleration in that direction. Blackmore's new goal is to get a GoFundMe to launch a rocket into the sun. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to take everything from you. And somehow... I think being trapped inside this little thing is a lot worse than killing you. So admittedly, it hurts me a bit to do this, but I'm going to enjoy this immensely. And I just shove the damn thing into its face. Okay, so you take the ball from Tony and bringing your arm back, you thrust it forward with as much of your hatred and prejudice as you can. And the smiling face killer, its mask's eyes go wide, and it just says, No! Please! No! No! As it is slowly but surely, with a sound like a vacuum or a twister, it is whirlwinded into the Master Ball one agonizing second at a time, and it screams, Do not stop until the very last tread of it is inside. And with that, the three of you are left standing in the ruined uh, tower of Big Ben, staring at a, an inert ball in Franklin's hand as outside the hurricane rages. You see Franklin, he's just sort of like, like kneeling there, just like out of breath, and he kind of like slowly slumps over uh, up against like a nearby thing. And there is a sensation, Franklin, and you feel um, a presence beside you. A familiar presence, one that you have come to know very well since meeting her, and Rita just gently puts a hand on your shoulder and gives you a kiss on your cheek. We did it. Yes, we did it. You did good. And then there is another boom of thunder from outside, and all of you look out to see that there is a shape that is approaching the bell tower from the midst of the hurricane, and from down below, you see this too, Adam. Uh, as you are watching, the shape in the clouds that is the side that is a dragon with a wingspan of several dozen city blocks is beginning to shrink as it is becoming smaller and smaller as it approaches Big Ben. And for those of you inside the tower, you see a whirling shape in the clouds begin to shrink to the size of a person and the clouds uh, form within Big Ben before dissipating and you see that a person is standing in front of you. A woman maybe eight feet tall. Her features angular. Her skin light bluish indigo in color. Her hair white. Her eyes 
full of a fury that only you, Blackmore, think you can understand. A quiet rage like that of the eye of a hurricane. And in her, you sense something that is infinitely more terrifying than even the smiley face killer as she regards all of you. The dragon's egg clutched in her hands. Well, Irvine, looks like you weren't tough enough. And she just slowly opens her mouth regarding each of you in turn. And her tone is like the low rumble of thunder. One who took my child. Blackmore is going to like slowly get up, try and make himself as presentable as possible with giant holes in his, you know, suit and coat. And he's just going to hole out the master ball here. He's in here. You did this. I. Good. And she reaches out with inhumanly long fingers and plucks the master ball from you. A slow, wrathful smile crossing her face. Sorry, Chris. Um, as she's reaching toward, can Blackmore do something? What? So as she reaches toward, Blackmore like takes the ball away and says, on one condition. You dare. Make sure that for the rest of his goddamn miserable existence, he knows exactly how much loss he's probably caused the both of us. And at this, her wrathful expression suddenly turns into an equally wrathful smile. And then with that, Blackmore hands over the Master Ball. She takes it, continues staring at you, Blackmore, and she simply says, Done. And without turning to look at any of you, she steps towards the hole left in the side of Big Ben. Clouds whirl about her once more, and she takes to the skies once again. And as you all watch, the hurricane begins to slowly move away from London as the silhouette of a dragon is seen outlined in the lightning once more. And then the night air seems to be peaceful, if but for a moment, as you look out of Big Ben, the cold wind whistling around you, ruffling all of your clothes, as you see that the battlefield far below is stilling, as if numerous people have fought hard-earned battles but have won their victory. And looking over the battlefield, you realize that after all of your hard work and all of your efforts, you did it. <sighs> Quincy just lets out a uh, relieved breath, um, looks over to Blackmore and uh, puts his hand on his shoulder and said, says, uh, you did the right thing, even though, and he looks out the, the glass where the egg fell out. <sighs> it was a little messy. Uh, I suppose. Ah, oh, Christ. I don't think my heart can take much more of this. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't have to. And uh, with that, I think we will uh, go meet, go rendezvous with the rest of the crew. Yeah. So, so, Franklin, Quincy, Tony, the three of you uh, make your way down the stairs. Uh, there are a couple of stairs that have been blown out from the battle here and there, but you're able to quickly hop over them here and there before uh, making your way finally down to 
the bottom. And outside, Adam, your three co-workers are making their way out of the tower. Yeah, I'll probably uh, meet them halfway up, because uh, cool. I'm still not 100% sure what's going on. So yeah, you head up, Adam, and you see the three of them coming down the stairs. Uh, yeah, I probably will immediately notice Blackmore's just, like, haggard look. Uh, but the fact that he's still standing and everyone else is still standing is a good sign. So Adam will, like, stop in front of them, kind of hold his arms out, like, huh? Did we do it? We got him. Hey! Thumbs <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's pretty elated. He's at full health. He's, he's having a great time. Yeah. Um, so he's he's just going to, like, go over and, I, like... I, I want to say, even though we're all at max health, we're all probably pretty tired. So, like, I'm going to say Quincy's, sure. like, supporting, helping support uh, Blackmore. Yeah. yeah. Blackmore is still an old man at the end of the day. He just yeah. was gotten to basically a brawl, a drag-out knuckle brawl. He's, and, uh, he's yeah. not looking so hot. Okay. I'll help him down. Yeah. All right. But anyhow, the four of you head down the steps, uh, one at a, one step at a time, to meet with all of your friends, coworkers, and compatriots to share uh, the thrill of victory. And we are going to fast forward about two weeks. So, in the aftermath of this event. Of course, there were some unfortunate deaths on your side. Thankfully, mostly everybody survived, but, you know, as is with battles and war, there are no perfect victories. So there were periods of mourning the officers of Scotland Yard who fell in the battle and the myths who perished as well, but um, in the wake of this incident, the forcible relocation of myths was suspended completely as uh, reports came out, uh, truthful ones, of what happened uh, during the battle, how myths came to the defense of humans and how they worked together in repelling the armies of the figure known as the Smiley Face Killer, who vanished during the fighting. Um... Did any of you tell um, either Hightower or anybody else about what happened to the Smiley Face Killer? Oh, uh, Tony would have definitely informed at least the... Um, the Midtown Council. Yeah, the Midtown mm. Council. All right. So the official word coming out from the government is that the Smiley Face Killer was apprehended and uh, will be permanently incarcerated for a life sentence. And because bogeymen theoretically live forever... Well, yeah, they're still working out the laws, but anyway, there is a lot of paperwork that is going to be done, but things look optimistic for the release of myths who are in your custody. Uh, the ones that seem to genuinely want to repent and do good. For example, um, there are some official hirings, uh, and basically some myths are appointed to um, positions within Scotland Yard, such as Webster, for example, but uh, other myths... Uh, who were on the Myth Town Council, for example, uh, they met with members of City Council, City Hall, and a lot of decisions are made, and it, although these times were chaotic, the fact that myths came to the defense of so many people of London says a lot, and 
The fact that humans and myths came together to defend London showed just how important it was that myths be treated fairly. So we now go to all of you. You are in a very high status sort of waiting room, getting ready for something very important because you guys did a service for the city of London, if not the entire UK, and you guys are gonna be getting some medals. So what are you guys dressed up in right now? Like what sort of nice, like what are the fanciest clothes that you could think to wear? Well, as a British citizen, I think that this means that Blackmore is probably getting knighted. So he has absolutely gone to Silas and got himself decked out in the nines. Hmm. Okay, I will say actually that Silas is in one of the side rooms with you, examining you as basically you have been dressed to the nines, as you said, like full suit, regalia, like, um, you know, coat with, a t with tails and everything, uh, top hat that goes with it perfectly. Like, you look every inch uh, of, you know, an officer and a gentleman. And yeah, I'm assuming I understand that it's like, Silas, please, there's probably not more that you would need to do to it. Mm, yes, at this point, it would be Gaudi to add anything else. Yes, this shall suffice. And at this, he looks over. And what about the rest of you? What sort of stuff are you dressed up in? Uh, Quincy's definitely wearing his suit because he was forced to. But yeah. he has, but it, in open defiance, he has... Uh, when nobody was looking, he threw his shoes away and is wearing sandals. Of course you are. Yeah. I was um, going to say, you've got, like, a pair of, like, tearaway slacks. Um, before this, Hightower was absolutely insistent on what you had to wear, to the point where, um, basically, um, it, he made it a direct order to the, uh, basically getting you to wear these clothes was, like, him trying to bathe a cat, but he still did everything he could. But yes, you have your sandals on. And um, yeah, you can see that Silas's metallic eyelid is twitching as he's looking at them mm -hmm. before he lets out a sigh. Yep. <sighs> All right, well, I suppose that I did everything I could. And Adam, Tony, what about you two? Well, as a non-British citizen, Adam is going to be conscious to not be quite as well-dressed Mm. as Blackmore because the you know he can he can only receive a certain degree of honor but it's still gonna be nice it's gonna be a fitted suit um good tie uh with a um like a, a cummerbund and everything mm. um and he's gonna have a couple little lavender flowers in his lapel cool and finally what about you Tony so Tony has made himself like a suit of dress armor for this as he of has been course you have that this is an important you know uh, yes. Activity, and as such, he should be wearing his ceremonial armor. Hmm. Okay, then. All right. Well, uh, you look absolutely fantastic. It is gleaming. So Silas is, again, looking at you with a bit of distaste, Tony, before nodding in slight approval at Adam. Well, I suppose he says, looking at Tony, that you and Inspector Houston have similar tastes. Nothing I can do about that. At least he's got dress shoes on. Yes. And he just, he's eyeing Quincy's feet. Qu Quincy least. is either either completely oblivious or intentionally oblivious. Of course <laughs> you are. 
Uh, and yeah, the door opens, and uh, yeah, um, Hightower and Creedy both come in, both of them dressed exceedingly well. And Hightower, all right, everyone, I think we're about ready. Shall we? Blackmore just nods in approval. Okay. You guys head out, and you notice that Creedy deliberately hangs behind, not joining your procession, because you know for a fact that this honor that you guys are about to be presented with, Creedy, you know, he's not about that. He's never been one to be in the spotlight. He's the guy who operates when, you know, nobody knows he exists. Interpol. Yeah. Okay. And he's watching all of you as you proceed, and he just says, I dare say... I did make some good decisions after all. Indeed you did. And Blackmore is going to reach in to shake his hand. And then once he shakes his hand, he is going to basically make him pull an about face and march out with them. Yep. Come on, you old bastard. You're not getting no, yourself no, out of this. this no, 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 no. Uh, this isn't. And, but yeah, and uh, Hightower comes in on the other side of you, grinning from ear to ear as he's doing the exact same thing. Come on and, now. It's not every day you get to meet the queen. Mm. And so you exit the door into uh, the th yeah the throne room of Buckingham Palace, and all of you uh, head to where you need to be, uh, proceeding to your uh, the appointed positions for the ceremony. As the people you are walking past, many of them are the officers and inspectors of Scotland Yard. Um, Fitz and Pepper, for example, who've miraculously not managed to get anything on their, uh, you know, suits uh, from the buffet, as well as uh, Jen Barber, your assistant, uh, Webster, who's got a tiny little, um, yeah, bow tie made of paper, uh, and uh, on the other side of the audience is actually many of the myths that you met. All the members of town council like Iris and um, not to mention Hespero, Exatrius, like this has almost everybody you've seen so far. There's even a seat for Marn who is sitting in that with um, just, uh, just come he is sleeping. He does not care about the ceremony one bit. So, uh, but he is still there. And so all of you are standing in position as the queen herself makes her entrance. And the ceremony goes by well enough, but then it comes time for her to come up to all of you. And first, she comes up to Tony. You, sir, for exemplary creativity, ingenuity, and a forthrightness to walk even in the most dire of conditions beset by prejudice and suspicion, I give you the Victoria Cross, the highest and most prestigious award of the British Honours System. And with that, she presents you with the medal, Tony. Yeah, uh, and Tony will like will will bow appropriate. Well, bow appropriately, uh, given his station to to the the reigning monarch, and uh, and thank her for the uh, for the honor. Okay, then she moves on. For you, Adam Lavender, for your kindness, your compassion, your tenacity, and 
your skill, I also present you with the Victoria Cross. Silently bow and nod. For you, Quincy Adams. Um, for your kind soul, your wisdom, and your surprising fortune, I grant you, sir, the Victoria Cross. Uh, Quincy will nod and uh, outstretch his hand. <laughs> at, at this, um, yeah, um, uh, so <laughs> seven bodyguards come, guards come in from the wings. Just, like, so it down. Everybody, like, uh, starts, and from down the row of people ready to accept this award, you think that you hear uh, Hightower have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she, the queen just smiles and uh, takes your hand and puts her hand on the other side of it and shakes it as warmly as possible. And so, nice. uh, and, um, and also for your ability to eternally surprise us. And finally, for you, Franklin Blackmore, for your determination, your courage, and for your steadfastness in the face of unrelenting evil, I present you with the cross, sir. Blackmore will let it get pinned on, and also mm -hmm. bow appropriately. And with that, she goes down the row, handing out these crosses to several other individuals, in fact, everybody who was a member of the ritual that was performed. So, Jack Houston, Spring Meadow, Thalestra, John, Connor Carson, Hightower, and even a very, like, for the first time ever, a very reluctant and very, um, like, bashful-looking, um, Creedy, who she pins the cross in place for... Yes, and all rise, for from this day forward, you have been appointed members of a new order. Rise, the mythic order of honor. And all of you rise and face the audience in attendance as everybody rises to their feet and begin applauding wildly. And as you look over the sea of smiling faces, humans and myths alike, despite everything you've been through, all of your trials, all, you all of your tribulations, you know that there is a very good chance that a better tomorrow, one where people could have equality and justice with you at the helm, such an idea may no longer be a myth. And that is where we will end the Mythos Unit campaign. Yay! Woo! Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you guys as well. This could not have been the game that it could have been without all of you participating. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was, like, well, I mean, let's... Let's hold off on, on, on like, do, doing the big talk-up. Let's save everything. We've yeah, got, it's, already, it's already 11, so... Also, yeah, we, we, well, is... we have to record the, the, the post-mortem. We'll, yeah. we'll record the post-mortem soon, but yes, it is quite late. This was the campaign finale, so it did go on for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, uh, anyhow, thank you guys so much for everything during all of this. And for all of you listeners out there... Thank you as well. 
for staying with us uh, for every up and down during these trials, tribulations, and for this entire adventure that our players have been a part of. And we hope to see you once again for our next campaign. So until then, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, stay positive. Good night, night, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.